Okay, welcome everyone to uh, another week of Rabban Allah Parsha. I'm Ellie Weber. Today we have a huge schut because we're not just starting a new sefer, which allows us to read the Ramban's hakdama to the sefer. As we all know, the Ramban wrote a hakdama to each of the sefarim. Sefer Breshit is really a hakdama to the whole Torah, but then he wrote for Shmot Vayikra Bamidbar and Devarim, and we'll get to learn together Devarim today. But in the background is the uniqueness of Sefer Dvarim. I, I once was watching a, a certain kofar who was saying how, ooh, Sefer Dvarim proves that the whole Torah wasn't given by HaKadosh Baruch Hu, like he was Mechadish, this whole idea. Um, but the Ramban is sensitive to the idea or what people might claim that Moshe said things in Sefer Dvarim that weren't from Hashem, and the Ramban is going to point out to us how that's not the case. There is a bit in the stru- you know, the Ramban struggles to find a structure of Sefer Devarim, as most people do. The Ramban, of course, understands that there are three separate speeches. There's Parshat um, Devarim, which goes into Vayetchanan. We'll see that inside. That's the first four psuk- four prakim and 40 psukim. Then there's what people call the Neum of Chukimu uh, Mishpatim that goes, I don't know, for 25 prakim. Then there's the end of the Sefer. Okay, but let's start from the very beginning with the Ramban's approach to Sefer Tvarim and his Hakdama. Says the Ramban, HaSefer HaZeh Inyano Yadua Shehu Mishneh Torah. Okay, says the Ramban, everybody knows it's called Mishneh Torah. Yivuar Bo Moshe Rabbeinu Ludor HaNichnas Ba'aretz Rov Mitzvot HaTorah HaTzrichot Yisrael. Now, the Ramban knows it's called Mishneh Torah, but it's not really Mishneh Torah, right? There's no references to Bereshis. There's no references to, there's a few references to the end of Shmos. There's no references to Vayikra. There's some references to Bamidbar. It's not really a repetition of the Torah. So says the Ramban, the, the focus of Devarim are Rov Mitzvot HaTorah HaTzrichot Yisrael. Now, this is a category of mitzvahs we don't really understand. They're the most necessary ones, but let's read. There's no mention of Vayikra. Why? already told the Right, important you sold for the Ramban. Kohanim azrizim. They're very careful. If you tell them once, that's good enough for them. There's no reason to repeat it. Aval bi Yisrael, us or me, Yazhir Hamitzvot Hanoah goat bohem pam achar pam, Lahusif bohem biur. Says the Ramban, there's much repetition in the Torah. Either Lahusif lam biur each time a new chiddush, upamim shaloyas kirotan. Unlike Rashi, sometimes there's no reason for the repetition. Rak lazhir at Yisrael berov haazharot. Right. The fact is, it's also the worship of Odazara. The more that HaKadosh Baruch is worried about the fact that it's also to worship Avodah Zarah, the more times he tells us. Right? The fact is, the more that we're worried, the more we're going to warn you. It's as simple as that. Okay, so that's the first thing. Many, many mitzvahs that have to be warned over and over again because they're that important. Next, va'od. Yosif b'sefer hazek tzat mitzvot shelo nizkiru klal. Says the Ramban, there are of course 
new mitzvot. What does it mean a new mitzvah? A mitzvah that wasn't mentioned before in the Torah. Now the Ramban is going to make clear, it was mentioned to Moshe Rabbeinu. There's nothing new in Sefer Dvarim. If Moshe Rabbeinu gives us a mitzvah in Sefer Dvarim, it means he got it at Oel Moed, he got it at Har Sinai. But we never got it. Why not? So first he gives you a, sh- a short list, and it's certainly not exclusive. Kigon Hayibum, Vidin Motzi Shemra. Motzi Shemra not just being Lashon Har, Motzi Shemra being the technical Isser when a husband has relations with his wife and then claims afterwards it wasn't her first time. Vahagerushin Isha, getting divorced. Ve'edim Zomamim, right? Again, not false witnesses, but witnesses who make something up that they were, that was impossible for them to have been at. Vizulatan, another good example of a, of a new mitzvah in Sefer Devarim is benching. That's also new. So why are these here and not others? So first of all, says the Ramban, Ukfar Nemru Lo Kulan Bisinai Oba Almoed Bishana Harishona Kodem Hamaraglim. Says the Ramban. First thing you have to know is every single mitzvah in Sefer Devarim was already said to Moshe Rabbeinu. It was said to Moshe Rabbeinu in the first year either at Har Sinai or Ohel Moed, before the sin of the Moraglim. Ki ba'arvot mo'av lo nidchatshulo elo divrei habrit kashenit pareshbo. Right? Where they are now in Arvot Moav, God entered into a new covenant with Klai Yisrael, but not new substantive mitzvos. Va'alkein lo ne'mar b'sefra ze va'idaber Hashem al-Mosheli mort tzavet b'nei Yisrael. Right now we get back to the to the Kofrim. Yes, it's true. There's no place in Sefer Dvorim that it says, whatever it is. Right? There's a huge, huge chiddish here. Says the Ramban, there are, we think to ourselves, there's two types of mitzvot. There are mitzvot, um, that are tluyos ba'aretz, and the mitzvah saguf, right? I put on tefillin wherever I am in the world. It has nothing to do with being in Eretz Yisrael. I take true muslimizers only in Eretz Yisrael. Says the Ramban, there's possibly a third group of mitzvot, which are mitzvot that are chovas saguf, but only were noheg when we came into Eretz Yisrael. The Ramban takes seriously, lemaskan, I'm not so sure, takes seriously the possibility that we weren't supposed to bench until we came into Eretz Yisrael. Ah, it's, it's a mitzvah, no. But certain mitzvot that HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave us only came into effect when we entered Eretz Yisrael. As we've mentioned before, and we'll mention over and over again, the Rahman's love for Eretz Yisrael and his sense that all mitzvot are really only in Eretz Yisrael, it, it, it's something we should remind ourselves of. Rav Lichtenstein once told me that when he picked up Rav Hutner in an early year that he lived in Israel, he picked up Rav Hutner from the airport. So Rav Hutner said, "We have to go. It was the afternoon. We have to go someplace so I could put on my tefillin." So Rav said, "You didn't uh, put on tefillin on the plane." So he said, "Those were tefillin of Chutz Laaretz." Right? Rav Hutner was making the same point that Ramaz made. You know, there's something about doing mitzvot in Eretz Yisrael that's different than doing mitzvot in Chutz Laaretz. Okay, but um, he has another possibility. Perhaps these mitzvot appear in Eretz Yisrael. They're not that regular, right? People don't get divorced all the time. Adim Zomim is certainly not a common mitzvah. The, the ones that I've mentioned before don't seem like they're the mitzvahs. Motzi Shemra, Yibum, right? They're not common mitzvahs. So, Sister Amman, maybe that's why they left it for, for Sefer Tvarim. Okay. Viterm Shiat Chil Bibiura Torah. 
Now says the Ramban, Moshe Rabbeinu is going to explain to us the Torah. We'll do that in a second. But before that, It's almost like the Ramban is saying, Moshe got distracted. He's, the idea was to tell him the mitzvahs. But first, he's standing in front of them. It's the end of his life. He can't, he can't miss the opportunity to give them some rebuke. And they should also know that for all of their misbehavior, HaKadosh Baruch Hu always treated them with mercy. Why? This is a critical point. Moshe wants Klai Yisrael to understand the following, that no matter how much they misbehave, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is always going to help them, is always going to be on their side. Va'od. It could be you're standing there at Ever Hayarden and Moshe's talking to you, and you think to yourself, you know what? It's all good. It's all great. But you know, I'm going to sin again. I know I'm going to sin again. I'm just not that good a person. Moshe is emphasizing, HaKadosh Baruch Hu knows that. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is going to help you. He's going to have mercy on you. Shalom Yomar Adam. What's the point of me going into Eretz Yisrael? If HaKadosh Baruch is going to be mitnaheg with me, b'midat hadin, there's no purpose. What's the benefit? He says, no, it's not going to happen that way. Ki ein adam Of course human beings sin, right? But HaKadosh Baruch is going to forgive you. Umiyad tiyem midat hadin mitucha kinegdo v'novad. A person might think, the midat hadin is going to swallow me up. V'lachein, etc., etc. This is a significant point that I think is overlooked. The Ramban's talking about the Tochacha, he's not the Tochacha, the Ramban's talking about things B'nai Yisrael have done wrong, and he's about to enter into a discussion of these things. But says the Ramban, he's not doing it for what you would think Tochacha is usually used for. He's doing it to tell you, you've sinned in the past, probably you'll sin in the future. But know that HaKadosh Baruch Hu knows that. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu is not, it's not that he's not going to punish you, but there's a difference between Midat HaDin and Midat HaRachamim. Midat HaDin is the Shurat HaDin. If a person sins, he's punished. If a person's Chayv Misa, he's Chayv Misa. But Midat HaRachamim doesn't mean that God's not going to punish you. But it means that God's going to find a way for you to continue, as we see in the Torah all the time. Okay? So that's the Ramban's introduction. Major points. M- you know, the Ramban makes clear, Sefer Dvarim is not a recap of the Torah. All mitzvahs of Kohanim don't have to be mentioned here, because Kohanim is Rizim Haim. Mitzvahs that apply to all of Klal Yisrael are mentioned here. Maybe because they're only knowing when we come into Eretz Yisrael, so they're connected to that. They're a new mitzvot. Right? They're not such popular mitzvot, maybe so they're not mentioned previously in the Torah, because they're, they're kind of, you know, mitzvot that come because of certain circumstances. You want to divorce your wife, you need to have yibum, adim zom show up, but they're not common mitzvot. Okay? That's the, but the main thing, says the Ramban, is that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is going to treat us with Midas Arachimim. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is going to continue loving us. Don't be afraid of going into Eretz Yisrael. Okay? With that as the intro, we come to the very beginning of the parsha. The very beginning of the parsha, you know, a famous pasuk: "Ela hadvarim asher diber Moshe kol Yisrael be'ever hayarden 
Bamidbar Ba Arava Mol Suf Bain Paro Vaintofa Volavana Khatsirot Vidizahav. Okay, now what's this the introduction to? It sounds like an introduction. Ela Hadvarim. And then a fact, Achara Sayom Mechoreb Derachar Sayyad Kadesh Barnea, it's not that long. Vahiba Arboim Shanah Bashtea Sarchodesh Berchod La Chodesh, right? Moshe is standing on what day? Moshe is standing on Rosh Chodesh Shvat. Certainly, if the idea that Moshe Rabbeinu passed away on Zion Adar, which we accept as fact, if it is a fact, then that means this is 37 days before Moshe Rabbeinu dies. Just if you want to place it, you know, how long did every Sefer take is an interesting game that people want to play from time to time. The answer to the question about Sefer Tvarim is 37 days. We know it because it's the first Pasuk and it's the last Pasuk. That's when Moshe died. Um, okay, but now what's going on? So if you look, we'll start in the middle of the first Ramban on the Parsha. The Ramban's trying to give us a sense for what the plan is and what Moshe Rabbeinu is doing. And he says, V'nim shechu divrei hazot ad bohem v'shamarta es chukav ve'et mitzvotav asher nochim mitzavcha yom asher yitav l'chol v'necha achrecha ulman ta'arich yomim alo adama asher mashokecha noten l'cha kol hayomim. Where is that Pasuk? That is in Perak Dalit, Pasuk Mem. It's next week's parsha. It's Vaz Chanan. But the Ramban is telling us the introductory speech of Sefer Devarim goes until Perak, Pasuk Mem of Perak Dalit. And then starts a new speech. And then that's kind of an in-between thing. Then Says the Ramban, Moshe Rabbeinu is going to give us four and a half prakim of introduction, of history, of narrative. And then when you get to Parak Hay of Sefer Devarim, we're going to get a new speech. Right? The speech that people refer to as the Neum Chukimu Mishpatim. Okay, but what happens before? So he says, He's giving this, this kind of introduction. Why does this matter? Then, of course, comes Aseret Hadibrot. Moshe, when he says Aseret Hadibrot in Pasha Svayat Hanan, he's not just somebody, he's the person who got it directly from HaKadosh Baruch Hu at Har Sinai. Through him, the rest of us got it. Now we're hearing it again from Moshe Rabbeinu. Right, right after Aseret Hadibros comes Shema. We start with, it's a whole discussion whether Aseret Hadibrot has some kind of din of the most important ten mitzvahs in the Torah. I think it's unlikely, but it doesn't matter. Aser, Sadebros, Shema, these are the foundations of our faith. Says the Rabban, that's going to be the first speech of Moshe Rabbeinu. Ulekach yefaresh bekan asher diber Moshe kol Yisrael. Visham vayikram Moshe kol Yisrael. Why kol Yisrael? Why is this so important? Says the Rabban, ki biur ha-Torah v'tashlum ha-mitzvot Raman says, 
It's like Moshe is talking to a few people. Moshe is giving the Torah to Kol Yisrael. And because Moshe Rabbeinu got carried away in the first four prakim in telling us certain histories and certain facts, Chazar HaKatuv Limakom Shepasak Bitchila Biur HaTorah Amar Vizot HaTorah Shesam Moshe Lifnei Bnei Yisrael. Right? You wouldn't think, I'll just flip there for a second, you know, if I ask you, where do you find the Pasuk of Zot HaTorah Shetzav? It's not something that, that pops out at you because it's not something that's really part of the narrative. But says the Ramban, it's in Perak Dalit. Um, if I could find it. Yes. It's strange. At the end, at the very end of Perak Dalit, you have Ari Miklat, which we could talk about next week, why specifically Ari Miklat skip, you know, slip in here. But right at the end of Ari Miklat, you have the Psukim that we're talking about. Shema Yisrael Atachukim Veta Mishpatim, you know, Vizot HaTorah, right in the middle of it. Vet Ramot Bagilad HaGadi, Vet Golan Babashan Vamanashi. Vizot HaTorah, Samo Shelifinei Bnei Yisrael. Eila HaIdot Vachukim Vamishpatim. So I've heard many people talk about why is it that the Pasuk of Zotatara appears in the parsha of Are Miklat? But I think the Rabban is saying, that's not a good question. It's not a question, do why it appears in Are Miklat? It appears as an introduction to the next speech. Moshe Rabbeinu was not just telling us some things. He's giving us the Torah as was given to him at, by HaKadosh Baruch Hu at Har Sinai. And he's giving it to all of Klal Yisrael because he's a shaliach of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That which HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave him, he's giving to us. But again, nothing new. There's no mitzvah that HaKadosh Baruch Hu didn't give to Moshe Rabbeinu either at Har Sinai or at Oel Moed. Now, you could ask, and I don't have an answer right now, why it would be that Moshe, if Moshe got the mitzvah of Yibum in the first year, so why didn't he give it to Klal Yisrael? I don't know. There's a lot of answers to that. It could very well be that he did give it to Klal Yisrael, but it's not in the Torah till now. Maybe it wasn't necessary till now. Maybe there was no situation of Yibum till now. It doesn't matter. But says the Raman, these are as much a part of the Torah as is any other part of the Torah. Um, okay, the, so, so that's more or less the Raman's introduction. That Moshe Rabbeinu started talking. When he started talking, he was reminded of history. And so there is an introduction, right? The main points he's reminded of is appointing Shoftim, which we think of as being Yisro's idea, Yisro's name doesn't appear in, uh, in, in Parashas Tavarim. Moshe Rabbeinu presents it, but he presents it in a slightly different way. Then, of course, the reason, it was impossible for Moshe to ignore this, the reason they're there is because of Chet HaMaraglim, right? That's just the things that kind of distract Moshe from his main point, from the Chukimu Mishpatim, that Moshe has to tell us in this week's Parsha. Now, very briefly, d- uh, the, the story of the of the Muraglim was more or less covered in detail by the Ramban in Parsha Shlach, right? And there, I think the Ramban talks about the fact that Parsha Shlach is what happened, and Parsha's Devarim is how Moshe recalls it, right? The big difference being that in Parsha Shlach, God tells us to send the Muraglim, and in Parsha's Devarim, we think it's a good idea, right? And Moshe says, "Vayitav adavar." Some insane thing. Moshe knowing it just cost them 40 years of his life that were in the midbar because the Muraglim admits the truth, which is, I thought it was a good idea. 
It turns out it wasn't a good idea. It's perhaps the most honest pasuk in the Torah, right? Because Moshe knows it was complete tragedy. And yet he says, Vaitav davar. Okay, so very quickly, the Ramban and Pasuk Chavhei of Perak Aleph says, Right? And the Miraglim came back and they said, you know what? The land is great. Who says it was great? Says Rashi, Yoshua Vakalev. Lashon Rashi. Vani Tamea says the Ramban, I don't get it. Imkain, Mahata Anahazot Alehem. What, what's the sin of Kla Yisrael? Ten people say it's a great land. Two people say it's a, oh, I'm sorry, two people say it's a great land. Ten people say it's a disaster. So, of course, you have to listen to the ten. So, he thinks that's not what happened. Maybe he's saying, God says it's great. Yoshua and Kalev say it's great. It could be that, you know, these people were terrified, so they said something bad about it, but we should have believed the other people. But the Ramban doesn't like that. He says, What I explained in Pasha Shlach. All 12 Miraglim said, it's a great land. Says the Ramban, all the Miraglim, they, they couldn't reject the fact it's a great land. The, the problem was, the sin was, the Miraglim said, we'll never win. Right? The people are too strong for us. Yoshua and Kalim said, of course we'll win. Now, this is repeating something in Shlach, but it's fantastic. Says the Ramban, as he does many times, the way I see it, the Ramban closes his eyes and imagines this situation. So they're all standing in front of Moshe Rabbeinu. So even the ten spies who are sinners, it's Moshe Rabbeinu. They're intimidated. So they say, yeah, it's a great land, but we're a little concerned about this. Okay. But later on, now it's later on at night. Right? They didn't do that in front of Moshe. They didn't want to say this in front of Moshe. They were intimidated. Instead, they said it themselves. Etc. Etc. So, Xen, here, the, the sense you get is that there are these unnamed people, because in the form they're unnamed, who sinned. And Bnei Israel followed them, and that was a disaster. You don't get the detail that you got in Pasha Shlach, mostly because Moshe is just recounting 38 and a half years later the story to remind us of why we're still in the Midbar. But that gets us to the last point, which everybody asks because it's, it's such an obvious point. Says the Pasuk, he's describing the sin of the Miraglim and the whole problem. And then he says as follows. I also said, God get angry at me because of you. It was your fault. It, it sounds, I'm sorry to say, it sounds a little dishonest, right? Everybody knows why Moshe and Aaron didn't go into Eretz Yisrael. And it has to do nothing with the Miraglim and everything to do with Meimarivah, right? Where we were not, right? 
HaKadosh Baruch Hu makes a thousand percent clear over and over again in the Torah, the reason why Moshe and Aaron are not going into Eretz Yisrael is because they hit the rock twice and they were not Mekadeh Shem Shemaim in the way that they were supposed to. Okay, and a whole discussion, we'll come back to that in a second. So why is Moshe blaming Klal Yisrael? Right, God forbid, Moshe Rabbeinu is saying something that's not true. So the Ramban wants to deal with it in two separate pieces. Pasuk Lamed Zayim, Gam bihi tanaf Hashem biglalchem, Yomar, Hinei chatatchem asher asitem bo'etahi bamaraglim minaomi kem ha'aretz hatova. Right, the first thing is we all know. The reason why you, Klal Yisrael, didn't go into Eretz Yisrael till now is because of the sin of the Muraglim. Va'od hosaftem lachato b'pam acheret ad shemenatem gamotimi la'avor. Oh, by the way, not connected to the Muraglim. You're the reason that Aaron and I are not going to Eretz Yisrael. Right? Why? Had you not complained that main Merivah, you not needed the water, you not forced us into that situation, God would never have been angry at us. Ki hazkir yachad onesh kol ki Right? It's all because of your sins. Yes, they're two separate sins, but your two sins are causing me not to go into Eretz Yisrael. Ukideshi yazkir kan inyan Yehoshua, kihu ya'avor mipnei shem mile achare Hashem kechavero, v'yizke od shi'anchil ha'aretz ador ha'sheni ba'avu shenanash Moshe v'nigzar alav shalo ya'avor. We want to get everything in together. So says Moshe Rabbeinu, first of all, the reason we've been in the Midbar all these years is because of the sin of Meraglim. Also, I'm not going into Eretz Yisrael because of you. Not because of the sin of the Meraglim. I'm not going to Eretz Yisrael because of Mei Meriva. But that was also your fault. It's true, I sinned, or God claimed that I sinned at Mei Meriva. But that was also your fault. And by the way, that's why I'm introducing to you Yoshua now, who's going to take you into Eretz Yisrael, who's going to be Manchel the land to you. He's getting my job because Gam bihi tanaf Hashem biglalchem lemor. Vihinei, he's kir kolama asahu zulatim magefat hamraglim atzmam. A really, really important part, point, says the Ramban. He's not giving you all the details and all the Lash and Hara of Chet HaMaraglim. That's not the purpose. That's Pasha Shlach. He's letting you know there was a sin, but he's giving you the Tochacha that's worthy of everyone. Right? You sinned. You, it's not really you, it's your parents who sinned. But he's reminded, that's what matters. The details don't matter so much. That's a klal in Sefer Dvarim. But now our point again. V'tam biglalchem, ki ravu v'nei Yisrael atashem. B'nei Yisrael complained about God. V'ira kol zeh ba'avur merivatechem. Right, and now all my troubles started because of your fight with God. Then we sinned. It's a beautiful point. It says the Ramban, the sin of Meimurivan hitting the rock only occurred because Yan Lohem Mantam but it's you who refused to, 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 to feel a moment of Kiddush Hashem. You, the Jewish people, because you assumed poorly, right? The Ramban in a previous parashas explains the sin was that Moshe Rabbeinu Ki'ilu took, took responsibility for it when it was really God, right? It was really God who brought the water out of the rock. 
But all this only happened because B'nai Yisrael didn't give Moshe the benefit of the doubt. They didn't give God the benefit of the doubt. So when Moshe says, when Moshe says, what he means is, the lack of a Kiddush Hashem was you. Because you thought the worst of what we were doing, so we suffered for it. Now, what about the real answer? I think it's here, but the Ramban doesn't really say it, which is, they wouldn't have been in the Midbar, they wouldn't have been in Meimariva if it wasn't for this, for the Chet HaMaraglim. But the only reason there was a sin of Meimariva was because the Maraglim sinned, and HaKadosh Baruch said, fine, we're not going to, you're not going to go into Eretz Yisrael. I, I assume that somewhere in the middle of this Ramban, he means this, that Biglalchem, we would, we would have been in Eretz Yisrael already. My sin, it's true, I sinned, says Moshe and Meimariva. I hit the rock. And there's all these details in which you could have helped me out and you didn't. But at the end of the day, the only reason I hit the rock was because we weren't in Eretz Yisrael, because we needed water. Why? Because of the Chet HaMuraglim. Because of your sin. Okay, that's it for today. Again, we did some basic ideas of the Ramban in terms of Sefer Dvarim. We did the intro, which was fascinating, where he tries to explain the purpose of the Sefer. We looked quickly at the difference between Shlach and Dvarim in terms of the description of the sin of the Miraglim, where Shlach is the actual sin, and Dvarim are just the lessons we can learn from it. And then finally, we dealt with the specific question of why Moshe seems to say that he and Aaron were kept out of Eretz Yisrael because of Klal Yisrael. Basically, the Ramban says, you know, he's describing the sins, and he's describing the punishments, and he's describing the roles of Yoshua, so everything sort of gets put together. But there is a theory where Klal Yisrael caused it, and the big Lalchem was because of them. Okay, that's it for today. Shabbat Shalom. See you next week.